0: Welcome to the Crystal Archive Podcast, episode number thirty-eight. This is being recorded live at ten thirty a.m. Central Time in the United States on December 14, two thousand sixteen. I'm your host, Mr. Crystal, and we have a very special guest star today, Lilat Mobius Adventurer. Please introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you, Mr. Crystal. I'm Lilat Mobius Adventurer, also known as Brian to the Crystal Archive. And I'm happy to be back for another podcast.
0: It's great to have you back. Yeah.
1: For those yeah, of you who don't
0: know, um, Mr. Brian has been a key uh, player in the form of helping us get some footage of Ayano and also helping me personally with some uh, posts on the site in the past. And he'll be helping me today with the podcasts. Uh, he's got several things he wants to talk about uh, since he experienced them firsthand, and I was not there, he'll get to tell you about them. and then uh, and he'll be helping me with just the regular news as well. So uh, let's uh, let's get started, shall we? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, for those of you who've been following the site, uh, you know that the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because today of, of all times is because, I had surgery on Monday morning uh, that uh, did um, that needed to be done on my left elbow. So I'm not really able to use my left arm all that much. In fact, if you if you want to, I'm gonna I can actually show you uh, the arm, show you where what, what what happened. And for those of you who are squeamish, you can look away for the next uh, two or three minutes. If that does that sound good to you? It's not it's not terrible. Just some stitches. Sound good? yep all right, so let me aim up here. So this is the site right here.
1: Uh-oh.
0: it's not too bad actually uh it's a it's pretty tender, and it's kind of bruised, but they made a little cut in here, and uh they they ran the they ran some stuff up and down my arms to to help my nerve. They're the nerve that goes down between those Ooh. two bones it, otherwise known as the funny bone. Uh, that was what was affected. So they came in and fixed that, and uh, it's going to be recovering for the next uh, week or two. It's going to be a little sore, but uh, the worst of it's over. I'm not in a cast anymore, thank goodness. And um, I wanted to talk about, uh, for those of you who looked away, you can look back now. I'm not going to show it again. So for, for uh, I wanted to explain the reason why we haven't had a podcast in about a year. And the answer is roommates. Uh, I'm currently living in a house with roommates, uh, and they are not aware of the Crystal Archive or my alternate identity. And um, they're usually here on Saturdays, which is when I would normally do a podcast. So I haven't really had the opportunity to do it. But now I'm doing it in the middle of the day on a work day, so they're not here. Plenty of time to do it. So that's why it's been so long. The last time we did a podcast... Um, which was back in uh, uh, January, either late December or or early January of 2016, we had just celebrated the 10th anniversary of the Crystal Archive uh, being online. And the 11th anniversary is coming up in just a few days on January 10th, 2017. we will have been online for 11 years, the longest-running project I've ever done in my life. So that was exciting. It's going to be exciting. I'll, of course, post about that when we do it. And uh, since this this is being recorded in December, the end of the year, I want to go through the year, the entire year, do a, a year in review, and we'll talk about the major news stories that happened throughout 2016. Sound good? Yep. All right. Now, um, Brian... We've got, you've got the same list I have. I think I'm going to read, I'm going to read about five of these and then you can, uh, if you want to jump into any of these or talk about any of these uh, in okay. detail. Okay. So I'm going to just mention a few of these brief, I'm going to mention these things pretty briefly and uh, not really talk about them in detail because some of the things you're going to have more detail and Brian's going to be talking about them at length uh, in a later section. So... Beginning right after the last podcast, we had uh, Ayano, the Crystal cosplayer, wish the Crystal Archive a happy 10th birthday. Then shortly after that, uh, Ayano visited Further Confusion in San Jose, California, where our friend Brian and also F.J. McLeod, the Fox McLeod cosplayer, and also a a newer friend of mine, Data Hog, who's based here in Austin, Texas, were all in attendance with her. They took tons of photos and videos, and uh, which most of which were submitted to the site, uh, showing off Ayano's crystal cosplay and FJ McLeod's fox McLeod cosplay. And Brian's going to be talking about his adventure there uh, in detail shortly. Then we had the Smashified team, which likes to go out and rec- and draw pictures of characters they want to see in, in Super Smash Brothers. They'll draw a, a piece of artwork for that character. And for this month, that back in January, they chose Crystal. And they showed her in some kind of combination, uh, Star Fox Command, Star Fox Assault suit, and uh, made it look like she was one of the real characters in the game, uh, using the exact same art style that they use. When promoting the real characters did you get to? and they also did as a a sweet paint and they had commentary about about it and about the the character crystal which was great to see um, that kind of recognition for crystal did you get to see that video Brian
1: Uh, no um, not yet so that's what I've been meaning to look for
0: Uh. okay well I highly encourage it they have a, a, a guy who goes by mr. I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Sweeto, and he talked at length about how uh, great Crystal was, and he was one of the leading people trying to get Crystal in Smash Brothers last time around, mm. which we'll have some more news about that later on today. Then we had a little bit of sad news. Our friend Fox Type 1973, who is a, uh, also a site reader and site contributor. Uh, was going through some health issues and he's in the hospital a lot for various problems with his uh, with his uh, uh, Stomach and other organs and he had to have a lot of treatments and he was really kind of feeling down and he asked for us to To follow him on Twitter and talk to him and just kind of give him some encouragement to keep him from being lonely and uh, You can you can do that too if you can you can follow him on Twitter uh, he just posted a couple days ago. His Twitter is uh, VolpFoxTune. That's V O L P FoxTune, and that that article is also on the website. You just uh, search back in January or or look for uh, Fox Type 1973. And then uh, we found out that First Four Figures, one of the one of the big video game uh, figurine makers in America. Uh, decided to do a replica of the Star Fox R-Wing, complete with uh, LED lights for the thrusters. Looks really great. I think it's uh, I think it's like $200, though, so I don't actually have one of those, unfortunately. Looks good. Speaking of uh, figurines, they're also, um, shortly afterwards, GameStop announced that they were going to be releasing a Fox McCloud statue. It's about uh it's about six to eight inches tall. Can't see my hand. About that tall. I actually bought two of them and I should have brought it out for the podcast, but I forgot. So it's it's over in the other room. Um but yeah it's a really high quality sculpted Fox McCloud uh sculpture. Um Brian, do you have any comments on any of these stories so far or we should ju- we should just continue on.
1: Um, I've, I have been meaning to look at the first four figures, uh, models. Um, however, I've been uh, busy with other things recently. Um, uh, that's on my to-do list though.
0: If I remember correctly, I saw a post uh, a couple of days ago that said that the first four figure R-Wing in Europe, where they sell it in Europe, is actually on sale right now. It's still pretty expensive, um, but, uh. You know, maybe it'll be within your price range now. You know, I don't know. maybe. Yeah,
1: that's it's worth a look.
0: Now, keep in mind, there's two versions of that. Uh, one of them is like the Founders Edition; it's like the first run, and it's got a slightly different coloration or something. And the oh, rest, right. there's just the regular ones after that. I'm not really sure uh, the details, but all these details can be found on the Crystal Archive. Uh, you just go back a few pages, and you'll find all these stories we're talking about. All right. So let's uh, continue on. <clears throat> so in March, we got a we got a massive Nintendo Direct, focusing a lot on Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard, the big Star Fox game released this year, the first game in a long time since uh, Star Fox Command, unless you count re-releases of Star Fox sixty four on the three DS. <coughs> Um, and we're going to talk about Star Fox Zero in detail later. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on that subject. You know, the, the first big Star Fox game in years. Um, there's a lot to go through. After the after the Nintendo Direct, Nintendo apparently uh, got rid of all of their press embargoes and showed off just a ton of news and interviews, and we got to find out all this stuff about what people were getting and when. So, for example, just this as a subset of things, uh, Europe got a special edition uh, metal case for Star Fox Zero. Uh, they talked about how they had attempted to make a transforming R-wing amiibo. An amiibo that was an R-wing that could transform into the walker form from the game. Although they ultimately canceled it because they it had too many small parts and they were afraid it would break or lose pieces and people would choke on them or something. So they unfortunately didn't do that, but apparently uh, it was it was working and possible to do. So that was exciting. Um, we had lots of people personally interviewing Mr. Miyamoto for the first time that I've seen, uh, where actual inter uh, not interviews uh, YouTube stars, people from YouTube uh, who were famous because of YouTube, uh, were able to interview Mr. Miyamoto as opposed to the more traditional in addition to the more traditional media outlets like IGN and uh, Polygon and the the major news outlets for video games. We also had individual YouTubers getting to uh, interview Miyamoto, which that's exciting. He get, they get to ask all the fan questions. Um, and of course, we got lots of trailers, lots of spoilers, and a lot of Star Fox retrospectives. So people coming in and talking about the history of Star Fox and... The different previous games, including our favorites, adventures and assault. Next, we had uh, my annual tradition, uh, April Fools. Um, April Fools' Day is my favorite day on the on the inter- entire internet. I get I love what reading the news, the fake news on uh, on April Fools' Day. It's so much fun. And uh, this year, I decided to do a favorites mode uh, rumor, which was to say that. Star Fox Zero was apparently going to receive a mode in which you could replace the visual characters, the 3D models of every character in the game. So you could have, say, Falco being the main character and um, Slippy being the wingman and and Peppy being on the ship and Rob being in an R wing, or something like that, giving complete control over which character appeared where and then also allowing people to put... Uh, just duplicates, and so I was like, and one of the things is you'll be able to use Crystal and put Crystal for every single character in the game, and that was kind of my meta critique of how uh, I was kind of making fun of some some Crystal fans. Don't hate me, but some Crystal fans were getting really upset about this game not having Crystal in it, even though it doesn't really make sense for Crystal to be in it given the time frame. Uh, so I was like, "Yep, I'm just going to give you exactly what you wanted." And people, uh, people on the site fell for it. I think because it was what they wanted to see.
1: Were you fooled? No. Uh,
0: not even, not even a little
1: bit. Uh, that I could sell.
0: <laughs> see, I figured that that I put this really stupid image where I took I took a picture of the Star Fox team, like Peppy, Falco, Fox, and Slippy, mm-hmm. and I physically. Re- in Photoshop just replaced all the characters uh, with Crystal's head. And I mean, I and, and you could, you know, it's fake, right? They know it's obvious just from looking at it, that it's Photoshop. But like, I would figure that something that by me making such a silly image would give away that this was the April Fool's joke. And yeah. not. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do even better uh, for, uh, for this coming year, 2017. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, but it's, uh, it's going to have to be good. Mm. Alright, next we got uh, Ayano had her second event of the year where she visited the Tokyo Game Show, uh, which is a huge mecca for cosplayers. Uh, if I remember correctly, she was actually trying to meet up with Nintendo representatives and say, hey, you know, I'm Crystal, and we should you should have me in more games. Uh, unfortunately, it turns out that Nintendo ha- does not and apparently never has attended the uh, Tokyo Game Show. So that was a bit of a bummer, but she did get to hang out and have fun. And then uh, we had a collaboration with Abdallah, who is a Nintendo representative. He gets the games early and gets to play through them, and all he is is required to do is post videos about it. And he decided to do a complete walkthrough where he showed how to beat every level in um Star Fox Zero, and do it in in the order, or you know, you can switch between taking this route or this route, depending on how you click at the end of the video. And he'd show alternate routes and alternate forms and all these different uh, Easter eggs. He would show all that, uh, and he, he partnered with us, with the Crystal Archive and a few other sites, to to have that uh, all of his videos show up on these sites uh, at midnight the night that uh, Star Fox Zero was released, and so we did that. Now, I haven't actually watched them because I don't want to do the spoilers, but um, if you're trying to figure out how to beat the game, it's a good resource. Um, Believe it or not, fun.com contacted me uh, directly, although I had already heard about it at the time, to tell me about their amazingly huge infographic of Star Fox. They made one giant image that has the entire history of Star Fox, not just the games, but um, some of the development, some of the unreleased games, and all, all of the... Com- uh, sorry, all of the cameo appearances of Star Fox and Star Fox characters in every game ever known, and there's quite a lot of them. They did a really, really good job. I don't think I found really any errors on that on that image. So if you want to get a top-down, complete perspective of the Star Fox uh, history, uh, that infographic is a great start. Have you seen that uh, that image?
1: Um, I'm just trying to remember it.
0: It's got uh, the, It's got the lines, like, here's Star Fox, and then line two, and then line two, depending on, like, this game was canceled. They talked about the, um, there was a demo for the Virtual Boy, a Star Fox demo, that was never released and never officially revealed to the public, but somebody snuck a camera in, and uh, there's a there's a few frames of video, of this uh, oh, Star right. Fox video, Star Fox for virtual reality in the Virtual Boy. It's pretty pretty cool. Nice. Um, so in addition to Ayano cosplays, we have other cosplayers. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, cosplays by uh, Gatchery Project and LA Mascot. LA La Mascara's La Fursuits, uh, we've talked about both those. Then uh, right before uh, Star Fox Zero was released, we got to see the amazing animated short, Star Fox Zero The Battle Begins, which acted as sort of a prequel to the game. And it was really like, this is what an anime of Star Fox would be like, and it was surprisingly good. Like, it was corny. It was it was really campy but boy was it good. It was good in all the right ways. Did you how how did you like it? I'm sure you saw that.
1: Um I think I did. Uh but my they, they used
0: they used Peppy's Peppy had a a duck like a a tuft of general peppers fur like on his key ring for some reason and they're like that's not weird at all. He's like shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, so I watched that to remind myself.
0: It was so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was like a lot of action for just a very short 15 minutes. And uh, ah. frankly, I could see them doing that for a real show, like a, a TV show or a cartoon. It would be really, really good if they did that. It uh, doesn't look like it at this time, but, you know, you could see where they would go if they were going to do it. So right after they did that animated short, they did a live stream uh, where the from the Nintendo Treehouse where they were playing the game and talking about it, just like they were doing with the, uh, the Nintendo Direct, but uh, there was a nice little gesture uh, to the Crystal fans. Somebody had drawn a bunch of uh, uh, pictures on the whiteboard in the room, and there was things from Star Fox Guard and Star Fox characters, but somebody had actually drawn a picture of Crystal. Uh, so you're like, yep. Nintendo hasn't forgotten about router. so that's always good. It is. Then we found out that Nintendo's New York store, formerly the uh, Pokemon Center USA, I believe, uh, had several exclusive Star Fox things like T-shirts, uh, ways to purchase a game, and they also had some of their E3 booths set up so you could actually play the game as if... Uh, you were in a cockpit of an Arwing, which, uh, as I understand, was a really, a really great way to play the game. Um, so while we were talking about all this stuff, all this huge amount of uh, Star Fox Zero-related information, it was coming out every hour, all, all day, all night, for several days. I kept up with it, and I posted it on the site, and doing so, I actually hurt my hands a little bit. And I'm still recovering. That the surgery is kind of partly that. Although I I had these symptoms before that, so um, it forced me to take a, a break from the site for a while. And then uh, right after that, I had a, quite a few family uh, and real life issues that I had to take care of. So there was kind of a lull right after Star Fox Zero came out. There was really not much posted on the site, uh, and I'm sorry for that. There's uh, there wasn't much I could do. I was just kind of stuck uh, having having worked so hard and then not being able to work anymore. Kind of like while I'm doing this, I should have done a podcast at the time, you know, because then I could have uh, saved my hands. But I didn't think of it at the time. I was just kind of trying to deal with the situations as they came. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Brian, you helped out a little bit during that time or sometime around there where you were me post some things. Yeah. So we had some guest posts from Brian. As I mentioned, he is uh, often helps with the, the posting in addition to being our agent in the field out to California on occasion. Okay, so um, one of the things I got to do now last year, not last year, the year before last in 2014, I believe, uh, I did my first presentation, the live podcast done with a live studio audience at Furry Fiesta. Um, yeah. and that was a real great experience. I got to hang out with Ayano, and that was my first time to meet you, Brian. It was, and uh, we had a we had a great time. And boy, it took us months to edit those videos. Mm-hmm. But um, I decided to go to Furry Fiesta again this year, but only for like uh, just one day because I knew Ayano wouldn't be there, and I wasn't doing the presentation. So I just went there for Saturday. Well. I happened to walk by somebody's booth, who goes by Oxygen Impulse, and Oxygen Impulse makes a bunch of uh, of fan stuff, Uh, and one of the things she makes is these little uh, charms, these little handcrafted, clay-based, painted charms of various characters, usually Pokemon, or Digimon, or or, uh, characters from popular uh, video games and uh, and TV shows. And I noticed that she had a Renamon uh, charm. And I said, you have a Renamon char- charm. Why don't you have a crystal charm? And she said, you know, you're like the fourth person to say that uh, today. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to commission. It. So I commissioned her to make us to make a charm. And uh, I told her about the site and how we may have some more people some uh some other crystal fans who'd be interested in purchasing it too and she said that's great you know we can make as many as you want so we got that started and i posted about it on the site and many people on the site expressed interest in buying one including ayano believe it or not ayano wanted to buy one so um so i post about that i also i also had uh got recently gone to everfree northwest the seattle brony con where I also decided on a whim commission one of the artists there to not do a pony commission, but to do a crystal commission. And, uh, that artist was the reps I'm going to pronounce it that way. It's kind of a weird name to pronounce, but, uh, he, he does really, uh, really good art. And, uh, he did a, a picture of crystals sitting, sitting out on next to a Canyon looking at looking kind of at peace while a Futuristic City Rises in the Background, and uh, people really like that as well. I think it's going to be my tradition now. Every time I go to a convention, I'm I'm going to commission a single artist to do one crystal picture. Uh, I've done that one. I've done the Oxygen Impulse thing. I've got some more to talk about in the future. So uh, that's going to be an ongoing thing, I think, Just, just for fun, just something else to do at conventions when I'm there. Uh, Brian, you have any comments? I've been talking the whole time. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Um, but I've actually uh, been meaning to have a look uh, in buying a crystal charm. I've uh, mm-hmm. f- believe it or not, I've just been, I've forgotten about it uh, until a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, since since a couple of days ago, I've been preparing for this podcast, so I've not had that much time. Uh, to look into it, but that's one of the things that's definitely gonna come next.
0: Okay, cool okay. Um, I was just checking at the I was just checking our chat and someone re- reminded me that the guy's name was Jordan Sweeto. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and um, and Yes, there was a history trailer a history trailer for Star Fox on Nintendo UK's channel. I did post about mm. that All right uh, con- to continue We had uh, E3, Week, came and went, and Nintendo told us that they were only going to show off one game, and they were true to their word. They only really showed off one game, at least playable. They only let Zelda be playable. They showed a few other games, um, with the most interesting one probably being that uh, uh, new RPG game called uh, Endless Oasis, I think. It's kind of like a three-player RPG or something like that, but anyway... Almost all of their coverage was the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and <clears throat> excuse me, what a fantastic looking game it is! I'm just really really excited about that game. I can't wait to play it. I can't wait to get into the Switch to to play it, and uh, and it's kind of a game that everybody really wanted to play. It's like Skyrim, but with Zelda. Uh, and it seems like there's things to do all the time. No matter where you go or what you're doing, there's always something to do. And it's a very nonlinear story. You can go straight to the final boss if you're feeling uh, crazy, or you can, or you can uh, just you can just uh, play through it uh, as slow as you want and do all the little side quests. Um, and it's just really a remarkable looking game. And and. Even though Nintendo really kind of showed only one game, which people really criticized before the show, after the show they're like, you know what, that Zelda game, man, that really one E3, as far as we can tell, like, is just so good that um, that that it that it that it got the best in the show. And also, uh, Nintendo was live streaming for like eight hours a day during which time we were. Uh, Doing live, I had a live chat all week, and I was in the chat room watching this stuff with people because I was I'm able to work from home, so I had the stream up while I was working on my uh, my actual day job, and uh, I would jump in and uh, chat with you guys as things happened. And one of my favorite parts was uh, uh, there's there's this one lady who works at Nintendo. She was frequently on the live stream, and uh, I. I've lost her name. I can't remember her name, but she's a uh, she's an older Asian lady, very sweet. Uh, but she's got kind of that thing where she she knows English, but she doesn't know the some of the expressions quite right. So she she so she'll she'll be talking about how she plays Zelda, and she'll use this expression, and it just sounds so weird. And she says, "Oh wait, no, I meant this other thing." And it was just like. Freudian Slips, you know, and she's my favorite. She was so funny. And uh, I need to go back and make a compilation of just her commentary on the Zelda game. What did you think about E3? Did you uh, did you watch any of that coverage?
1: Uh, just the coverage that uh, they showed of Star Fox Zero and some people playing it. Um, at, at this oh,
0: year's E3? Oh,
1: that was last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. uh, did you no. follow any of the Zelda stuff at all?
1: Uh, not this year. I've completely forgot about that. um, Wow,
0: you are missing out.
1: um, I know. But, yeah, next year I I plan to follow as much as I can. Okay. Well,
0: uh, we don't know, we have no clue what next year's E3 is going to have because, um, as I'll get to in a bit, we're going to find out most of the, next year's stuff in January rather than at E3, so who knows what they're going to show at E3. Um, Now, by the time E3 happened uh, this year, in 2016, it was pretty clear that Star Fox Zero was not quite the hit that they had hoped it would be, um, and that's really kind of a shame. So Nintendo kind of went into this E3 with a a down market, and then they only got to show one game, so people were kind of concerned, but uh, now things seem to have turned completely around, even though Nintendo doesn't really have a major holiday uh, to speak of here you know they don't they don't have much they're releasing here in the holidays. they may actually have been doing the best of all the systems because they released the Nintendo classic the the NES classic, which was a runaway success. no one expected it to be that popular. They released Sun and Pokemon Sun and Moon, which are the best-selling Pokémon game so far, it seems. They're just flying off the shelves. They're uh, releasing Super Mario Run in just a couple of days, and that's huge news. And then, of course, they've revealed some stuff about the Nintendo Switch, which has gotten people continuously talking about what that'll be about and the Zelda game coming out. So even without that much in terms of product, Nintendo is really making major headway this holiday season. To everyone's surprise, even mine, I thought that they were going to just kind of buckle down and just try and get the holiday early over as early as they can and focus on next year. But they seem to be doing okay. Oh, plus, uh, Pokemon Go continues to be a massive success, and they they just announced some new uh, releases where you can get a a holiday Pikachu. It's a Pikachu with a with a uh, a uh, Santa cap, and some new Pokemon are appearing in the game, like Togepi and Pichu, uh, basically following the release of uh, the new Pokémon from the Pokémon movies, back when they, you know, they'd have a Pokémon movie and they'd reveal like two or three new Pokémon, you know, a few months before the next game came out. So they're going to show off a few Pokémon, like Togepi and Pichu, and then over the next few months, they'll release all of the Pokémon from Gold and Silver. By the way, have you, uh, do you play Pokémon Go at all, Brian?
1: Uh, I did play it for uh, just a little while, uh, but then I stopped. Yeah. Because um, uh, I think I got up to level 7 uh, before I stopped. So I just – I wasn't uh, really go, uh, like going out that much uh, with my phone. But whenever I was, it was just basically trying to catch yeah. um, all the Pokemon that were out in the area. Yeah.
0: So, That's the idea. And uh... – <laughs> You know, to be honest, I kind of use the game as an excuse to go for a walk. It's a good way to get ah, exercise, right?
1: It is. I didn't yeah. think of that.
0: I've walked. A, I've walked so many, so many kilometers. Uh, I'm at level 24, I think, 23 or
1: 24. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the people I work with is on level 24 as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he, he might be a little further. This was, uh, say, about four months ago.
0: Oh yeah, I only got to level twenty-three like uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, he's probably uh, way further along than me. I got a late start on the game actually. I I didn't start start using it until about two weeks after it came out. Uh, so uh, I got I, le- I missed all the early uh, benefit, but um, I got to get I got to play the game without any glitches. So
1: ah uh, right. that's kind of good. Uh, yeah, I think I started about a few months ago. Uh, but I did hear about um, a lot of uh, people over in America somewhere uh, looking for Mewtwo on a on a freeway.
0: <laughs> that, game, that Pokemon's not even technically released yet, I don't think. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> but they were like, I think pe- people would often go out and say, Oh, yeah, I found a Charizard. It's over here. And get people to run <laughs> over there and, you know, calling people. is kind of funny. Uh, there was a lot of news this year about Pokemon Go. That's that's a whole nother podcast. Um, mm. Let's continue. Okay. So um, there was a fantastic Star Fox comic, fan comic, made uh, called Star Fox Lilat Legacy. And it was going on for some time, and I, I actually posted about it uh, right before uh, Star Fox Zero was supposed to come out. And then, like, the next week, the, the artist decided to cancel it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he did that because he, he he found that he was spending just all his time working on this comic instead of, you know, doing stuff in real life that he wanted to do. So he decided to cancel it, and he actually removed stuff from the Internet, which I never encourage. You know, if you, if you do something, you know, leave it there because people may enjoy it even if it's incomplete. And he eventually decided to post it back online. So we now have access to all the Star Fox Lilith Legacy pages that were existing up to that point, and he also finished out that last part of that last comic, and he's like, you know, and this is where I end it, you know, this is the end of the, the comic, but uh, I hope you enjoyed what you did see. And it, it was fantastic and well done, and good for him for putting it back out there. Um, then we found out that the, uh, the previously Japanese-only Star Fox-related DLC for Monster Hunter Generation finally arrived in the United States. This allowed you to um, give your character a Fox McCloud jumpsuit, have a blaster, uh, drive in a Landmaster-like tank, and a bunch of other things uh, that were Star Fox-related. So that was a nice little cameo for that. Next, we had Cake Inferno, a.k.a. Gray Firefox, which, who, who finally came back online. Uh, he posted a new crystal render at 4K resolution for his Patreon re- subscribers. So even though he's not really primarily focused on making crystal renders anymore, uh, he does occasionally do them. And I think he's got some more in the works that are not publicly revealed yet. Uh, I'm kind of waiting on them to, to allow that. Uh, and then I'll, I'll post them as soon as I have permission to. Um, let's see. Uh, I made a huge change to how the site deals with large files. I put all the files on a new uh, file server, and I moved all files to HTTPS, which makes them secure. And I also fixed a bunch of errors that so we had missing files or, uh, or files that were uploaded but never linked to, so you could never get to them. Fix all those errors. So that was part one of a bigger project to update the site to more modern and secure backing. And I just I still need to make the site go HTTPS. I know how to do it. I just have to sit down and take the time to do it. It's gonna it's gonna take like a day to do. Um, let's see. The next bit of news was okay. So about this time in the year, there were about Mm, two-thirds of the way through the year, Uh, we finally got, I finally got around to posting a huge backlog of photos I had received from Mayano. She sent me her official pictures from Early Confusion 2016, Japan's Wonder Festival, another convention that she went to this year, uh, a a meet-up with other Kigurumi kigurumi cosplayers uh, in July in Japan. She met up with a bunch of her friends, and they did cosplay together, posted those pictures. And uh, she also sent me some videos, excuse me, where she showed off her newly uh, fixed uh, lighted staff upgrade and her new um, gatling gun. Actually, that was later. She just showed off the lighted staff, which had been broken before. There was a, her staff got broken, which... Brian's going to tell us about in a little bit. Uh, but she got that repaired, and now it's got LED lights in it, so it lights up. And then we got finally got some first progress shots on Oxygen Impulse's uh, Crystal Charm that I commissioned. Uh, and then Ayano did another huge photo shoot. And this time, she did a photo shoot in this um, futuristic-looking hallway with lights everywhere, like she was in a spaceship. And she did photos in her assault jumpsuit, in her command jumpsuit. Um, she did it in her, uh, I think, did she use her adventure? I can't remember if she used her adventure cosplay. She basically did everything. And mm. she did all, hundreds of poses, and I posted all of them. And they were really good photos.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking through... Uh... Her uh, photo so like, on KA. Uh, mm-hmm. I can only see her command outfit and assault outfit.
0: Okay. But she was also, she had her staff and her Gatling gun during this. During this. She did, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, um, you know what? I think, I'm not sure. Yep. Okay, yeah, so earlier in this, I've already, I I accidentally skipped a story, you guys. So right after the Smashified team did the video, live painting with Crystal, um, Ayano publicly announced that she had finished her Command outfit, her Command jumpsuit. And she showed it off on her Twitter, and then a few days later, she showed it off publicly for the first time at Japan's Wonder Festival. So that's where that came from. So... So towards the beginning of the year, she almost made it to f- further confusion uh, with her command outfit, but she didn't quite make finish it in time. Uh, otherwise, there would have been photos from that uh, of the command suit. So, yeah, so she sent more pictures of for the Star Fox Command's 10th anniversary. She did this huge photo shoot in this spaceship place, and it was really cool with all this cool lighting and Gatling gun and and, uh, and staff, and that was really cool. Okay, next. Um I went to I went to a local convention here in Austin that was hosted by a friend of mine. Uh, it was kind of a comic con slash cosplay convention, and uh, it, it was a, it was a, it was put on by a friend of mine who runs the local cosplay group. I I kind of do a little cosplay or try and get into it kind of seriously, uh, not very good yet, but working on it. And uh, I decided to go just to see my friends. I hadn't seen them in a while. And I ran into this girl who did some really good art for really amazing prices. Uh, she goes by Manic Bunny, and I had her do a a crystal convention, like I, a crystal commission. Like I said, I'm gonna do these commissions every time I go to a convention. And I told her, you know, just have fun with it. Make her make Crystal have just kind of a some kind of combat suit and have her in some kind of fun, like she's 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 enjoying herself, but she's also like in a, in a, a military-type situation. And so she drew her in a uh, Jill Valentine-like uh, suit from Resident Evil, and she's doing kind of like a sideways dive while she holds her pistol up at the camera and smiling, you know. It's uh, it's pretty cute, very cute. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, that commission. It was a really good commission. Um, then we had uh, Mr. Max and his crew. Hosted a uh, two-hour-long live stream about their project to create the Dinosaur Planet animated series. Now, when we did that, when we did that uh, live stream, I accidentally missed the first thirty minutes. Unfortunately,
1: mm-hmm. I missed
0: out on the first thirty minutes, uh, so I was, I was feeling bad about that. But they were just talking about the project and what the plans were, who the characters were, who's going to voice voice different characters. They're going to do it kind of like an animated comic book style. So it's not going to be fully animated. They're going to have little bits of animation in each scene, but each frame is mostly static. Uh, and it's going to have voice work. And they showed off some example animation. And then they had the question and answer session, which went off the rails rather quickly. <laughs> and that was partially my fault. Were you on that? Were you on that?
1: Uh, well, I was, um, I, I was actually... Uh, connected to it a, a while before, but yeah, I managed to sort of see the whole thing.
0: So uh, I think when they first they said they when they finally finished their little their little talk, they said who. So anyone ha- anyone have any questions? And I and I asked my question. I think I said uh, it was and it was just Mr. Crystal. It's like, uh, hey, Crystal, you know the character who played Crystal. Will you marry me? <laughs> and then. And then somebody kept posting pictures of uh Randorn, the, the wizard Randorn, uh, mm-hmm. overlaid his his face on top of like these uh, bikini models and posted those in the chat room. Oh and it was just it got out of hand <laughs> really fast. But yeah, I it was, didn't it see was it, a lot man. of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, and I checked their I checked their Tumblr recently, uh, like a couple days ago, and they're still working on the project. Slow going. I don't know how far uh, they are towards uh, getting the first episode, but uh, they're still working on it, so good for them. I hope it, Hope they uh, get their first episode made pretty soon. Okay, next we've got, uh, I was watching, as I often do, the Apple press conference um, a few months ago, looking forward to what my next laptop is going to be. And Nintendo, surprisingly, came up on stage, and they had uh, Miyamoto came up on, on Apple stage and introduced Super Mario Run, Nintendo's, I guess, third major installment on, into the mobile games platform. And they showed off this Mario game, which was a surprise to everybody. Nobody was even hearing about this, a Mario game for the iPhone. And, and, uh, since, and at first it seemed kind of lame, but uh, the more we've looked at it, it actually looks like it's a pretty good game. It, it captures the spirit of Mario without the uh, without the the, uh, the directional pad and the buttons. It, you can still feel like you're doing real platforming with just one button. Uh, they did a really cool job with that. So I'm looking forward to trying it. There's going to be a demo available for Super Mario Run coming out, I think, on the 15th and it's free. And then if you like the game, you can pay $10 and get the entire rest of the game uh, one-time cost, that's the whole game. There's no microtransactions or anything like that, as I understand. So uh, I might be getting that. I'm not sure. Do you, do you have an iPhone, or do you use Android?
1: Um, mine's an Android.
0: Well, I'm sure they'll bring it to Android eventually. It's just a matter of time.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's
0: take, so we, we've, made, we've done a bunch of news stories. Is there anything you want to talk about that we t- just mentioned so far? Uh, I'm going to check and see if the chat has anything to say.
1: Um, the only thing I can think of is the the short video that we covered about uh, Ayano showing off the uh, uh, staff upgrades. That first one was just a test. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I've looked ahead. There's uh, some other ones coming up now. Um, uh, yeah, nothing other than that so far.
0: Okay, I'm checking yeah. the chat. I'm checking the chat, and people are talking about how they might make a uh, a crystal game uh, using uh, Unity, and uh, their ideas for what an ideal Crystal or Star Fox game would be.
1: Mass yeah, Effect
0: yeah. style, open world, hand to hand staff combat, and and without a totally disappointing ending.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I noticed someone posted that as well.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're we have we're almost to the end of the news for this year, so let's uh, let's let's trudge on. We're almost done. Okay. So we posted two new videos of Iano showing off her new staff, the upgraded staff, and also the new the Gatling gun, which now, in addition to rotating and having sounds, also has lights now. So more LEDs, that's always good, in props. Uh, Oxygen Impulse finally finished the <clears throat> Crystal Charms, and in addition to making the Adventure style, she decided to make all the other styles. So you can actually buy a Star Fox Adventures, Star Fox Assault, Star Fox Command crystal, and any one of them can also have a staff and or a... Um, uh, a stand, a magnetic stand that she can stand on, and I don't remember. Does she, is there is there also the ability to give her a gun? I can't remember. Does she, is there a way to give her a gun, like a like a blaster? Maybe. Possibly. She um, she's open to to customization, uh, so you can purchase it. Now, unfortunately, even though all these styles are available, she had to increase the price. So instead of costing like thirty or forty dollars, it's it's closer to. Uh, 60 to $90, depending on what type of uh, paint job she gets, because because the character is so complicated. And I actually have mine right here. I'm going to show it to the camera. I finally got my crystal commission, and this is the original, and it is uh, the Star Fox Adventures crystal. There you go.
1: Oh, and this, it's just freezing on my end again. Hey. <laughs> there
0: you go. And you see the tail is. Uh, is attached with a little, right. yeah. so you can uh, you can see that she's got the whole thing and everything's painted. She's got the tattoos. She's got mm. the tattoos on, on here. So just remarkable amount of detail for how small this is. But this is actually a very very large charm. This is larger than I was expecting by quite a bit, and it's actually quite hefty. It's a it's a hefty charm. And it came with the, it came with this nice little uh, chain to attach uh, to her head if you wanted to, to do that, right? Ah. So, um, oh, and and, it, and uh well, you can't really see it on the camera, but uh, it does stand up on its own. It, it it can, it doesn't need a stand to hold it up. It actually can stand up on its own. So really remarkable job, great paint job, very happy with it. Uh, and I, uh, I also, uh, I've seen photos of the uh, assault and the command one, and they also look great. So uh, if you want one, they are still available. She can always make more, as many as as many as you want. They're just made to order. So you tell her what you want, and she can get you one. Okay. Uh, Eno Stupid, uh, YouTube user Eno Stupid recreated a giant crystal statue in Minecraft. It looks pretty much like the uh, the trophy from Super Smash Bros. Uh, brawl, but uh, as giant blocks. So that was pretty cool. Mm. Then we found out about Abby Davis, who started making a Patreon supported Star Fox Adventures comic. And right now it, it seems to be. Focused on a very young Crystal, like Crystal as a as a young girl trapped on Dinosaur Planet, uh, and the, the Cloud Runners are trying to help her out, and she's just scared and running away from them. That's where she's at so far. The comic pages continue on the Tumblr, um, and you can see you can see more art and uh, in progress shots by supporting her on uh, Patreon. And the next big piece of news, the huge news, is we finally got to see what the Nintendo Switch looked like, which was formerly the Nintendo NX. Uh, And it is, as the rumors portrayed, a portable console. A console that can be taken up as a tablet with detachable controllers and lots of different play styles and modes, and apparently very good graphics for portable. Um, depending on what uh, processor they're using, it may even be able to support 4K video uh, right out of the box. <clears throat> Excuse me, no special edition or anything. Just the original one might be able to do 4K gaming, at least some kind of gaming, some kind of uh, simplified games. You know, Depending on what kind of graphics you use it will determine how much resolution you can do, but I don't think it's going to be limited to 1080p. Uh, but that all depends on what kind of processor you use some kind of they're using some kind of custom NVIDIA processor but uh, it looks really good and people are really excited about it Um, so actually they're more excited about it than I expected them to be so uh, good for Nintendo for for figuring out what to do right uh, after apparently not figuring out what to do right with the Nintendo Wii U in a lot of different ways so um, they showed a lot of interest ideas. Nothing about Star Fox yet. Um, but, you know, we're going to get to see a lot of the launch games and the price and all that stuff in January. And uh, that leaves E3 completely open. What's going to happen to E3? Maybe we'll find out what the next Star Fox game is. Who knows? Um, next, we got JG 1994, sent in another musical arrangement, this time. Uh, he did the piano arrangement for the Krizoa Palace theme, and you can download the, uh, the music sheet. Excuse me. Sorry. My alarm going off.
1: Oh, I thought you were playing the Krizoa Palace theme. No, uh, no, no. That.
0: So t- it turns out that uh, it's time for my uh, daily meeting at work, but I'm not at work because I'm I'm home, you know, resting from surgery. So I forgot to turn that off. My, my apologies. Okay, next, uh, I posted an amazing live sculpt video by Sculpture Geek, where he um, meticulously creates a uh, six or seven inch tall uh, Fox McLeod bust with, with details down to the individual fur striping on his muzzle and, uh, and, and like, the texture of the nose. It's, it's an amazing clay sculpture. Um, and he does these sculptures for a lot of different characters from a lot of different games. And this time, he just decided to do Fox McCloud. And he did a really good job. And I highly recommend that video. Next, I announced that uh, in my ever-increasing attempt to bring the Crystal Archive news in different places, uh, in addition to posting stuff to Twitter, I'm now posting stuff to a new social media site called uh, Gab AI, which is kind of like Twitter except you can type longer things and you, they don't care what you type. It's free speech. Um, and the incidentally, uh, it was private, you know. Uh, you had to have an account to see what I posted. But they just made it so you can actually have it public. So you can see whatever I post. You can't respond to it without an account. But you can see my Crystal Archive posts on GAB and there are links on the site, but it's also uh, gab.ai slash Crystal Archive. I posted a couple videos by Undying Nephilim where he showed his slow progress towards Star Fox Event Horizon, his fan game. It's not his primary focus right now, but he continues to work on it on the side as he has time between working on his other major games, namely uh hyrule total war which is kind of like a star it's kind of like a uh uh, the legend of zelda hyrule warriors type game before that game actually came out then i informed everyone of my surgery which i just mentioned Uh, then we watched the 2016 game awards together and it was a great show uh brian was there uh, except for the rappers, I think uh, it was a great show. Uh, they had a musical guest, uh, and this time their musical guest was a bunch of rappers, and they <clears throat> were not, they were not good, not good at all. Uh, it was like they were trying to say the most offensive things, the most. Yeah. Cool- they were trying to use like every curse word out there just because you know, it just didn't it didn't. I mean, I, I, can, I can appreciate some rap, but that was not, that was not it. <laughs> that was not it at all. So, but otherwise, it had some great stuff. They showed off um, more Zelda footage uh, from the Switch, and they also showed off uh, Mr. Hideo Kojima's uh, new game, now that he's no longer allowed to work on the Metal Gear Solid, the Metal Gear series. He showed off his new series, which is called um, Death Stranding, which is just a really thought-provoking and weird trailer. But I I, I encourage you to watch it just for the strangeness of it. Um, Brian, do you have any uh, comments about the, the game, game Awards show you want to talk about?
1: Uh, well, I was hoping to see a Star Fox game uh, there. I was... Uh, quite disappointed that there wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, no uh, Sonic the Hedgehog game either. Um, I was hoping to see at least one. Uh, but despite that, on the whole, um, as you said, ex- uh, except for the rappers, it was quite a good show.
0: Yeah. The, the guy who runs the Game Awards show, he really does truly enjoy games. He's not not like the, uh, the Spike TV Game Awards of years past where they got a bunch of people who don't play games and decided to have a game show. This guy actually does care about games. And so if you haven't seen the Game Awards show, and not just this year's, go back and watch last year's and the years before that. Uh, there's, there's been three so far now, I think. Um, they're just really, really well done. And they get to, you get to see some games that you otherwise wouldn't get to see. Um, you know indie titles that may have fallen below your radar or or, or games for other systems that you don't play uh, it gives you a good way to see why it is that other other gamers like those games you know I think it's important, even though you and I may be big uh Nintendo and Sonic fans, let's say uh, yeah. I think it's important to be at least aware of what the rest of the game industry is doing uh, oh yeah so definitely have a good perspective yeah. All right, so um, around this time, um, now that I knew I was going to have surgery, I decided to try and quickly do as many news posts as I could, which was fortunate because we had a lot of news just in the last week very quickly. So this is all stuff that happened like last week. So Star Fox Zero was put on sale digitally. If you buy it digitally, you can buy the game for $35. I think I'm not sure, but that that sale may still be going on. So if you haven't p- purchased Star Fox Zero yet, you can get it for the low, low price of $39. Uh, Lyric, uh, Lyric Wolf uh, played a rendition of Crystal's Theme from Star Fox Command on piano. He actually posted that uh, a month ago, but I finally found out about it during the Game Awards. I think, yeah, Brian, you mentioned that to me, right?
1: Yes, I did. So
0: Brian mentioned it in the chat, and I was like, I'm going to post that, so I posted it. That's good. Well, well done. Uh, there were some rumors surfaced that the Nintendo Switch would be c- capable of playing GameCube games via Virtual Console. The initial games are supposed to be uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Smash Bros. Melee, and one other. Oh, Luigi's Mansion. But that opens up the door to having Star Fox Adventures and Star Fox Assault as Playable games on the Switch, uh, which many people, uh, their Star Fox fans, would have liked to do. I mean, we've seen uh, Star Fox 64 re released several times. Uh, the original Star Fox has never been re released because of the strange um, Super FX chip that, the, that it uses, but there's no reason they couldn't emulate it now. I just don't think they've gotten around to it. And then as far as games go with the GameCube games, um, Star Fox Adventures is going to be a little bit difficult to emulate because it used the full power of the GameCube's graphical hardware. But I think that Star Fox Assault should be relatively easy to port uh, to Virtual Console, and I'm sure they could do Star Fox Adventures if they, they put their, their mind to it, put some effort into it. I'm sure they could do it, it's just it's probably not going to be the first game since it was not certainly not the most popular game. They'd probably be more focused on making, say, Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime 2, they're, they're really big franchise hits, uh, more so than Star Fox Adventures, unfortunately. The, that's just the way it is. Star Fox Adventure was not the most popular uh, GameCube game. There's no getting around that one. Cool. Uh, then we had the rumor that there was, a in discussion, a Star Fox Warriors game. Um, Koei Tecmo Expressed interest in uh, expressed expressed interest to Nintendo to make another Star Fox another Warriors game very much like their Hyrule Warriors game and they actually said you know what I think we could do it with Star Fox uh, it appear apparently Nintendo shot down the idea because of questions of what to do with the the future of the Star Fox brand some people have interpreted that to mean that Nintendo is like going to shut down Star Fox others are saying. No, it just means that Nintendo doesn't know what they want to do with Star Fox, which is always the case, apparently. They don't know what they want to do. Miyamoto himself has said in the past that he's not sure what he wants to do with Star Fox. Uh, And that's why it took him so long to make Star Fox Zero, which in the end was not as successful as he hoped. So uh, we'll see what that means. But it is is interesting that they tried it, and it was going to be some kind of uh, motion not motion, uh, melee-based combat with a little bit of space battles. So more adventure-like, which, if that game had come out, Crystal would definitely have been a playable character. So a lot of uh, a lot of fans were on the site were kind of disappointed to hear that, uh, that we had a chance for a Crystal in a Star Fox game, and it didn't happen. Did you have any thoughts on that, Brian? This is a big news last week.
1: Yeah, um... I would have uh, really liked to see uh, a game like that coming out. Uh, That would get it in within an hour, (laughs) Um, but well, if if it does come out, that would be great. Um, It's one of the things um, I'll be looking out for, uh, just in case.
0: Okay, so just a second oh somebody uh so yeah it's very bright you can see my face really well that's because there's a there's a I'm actually right in front of an open window and uh. so I'm, I'm looking outside and there's this guy and he came up and he I think he he's one of those guys who puts like advertisements on your front door I was afraid somebody's gonna come up and start knocking on the door and I was gonna have to go answer
1: it but it looks oh, like nice. it's,
0: it looks like it's just uh he just put something on the door and left I don't think he even saw me I'm just sitting here in the window like looking right at him So, sorry about that, guys. A little distraction. I'm not on the third floor of an apartment. I'm on the ground floor of a house. So, uh, everything that happens outside, I see it right away. Anyway. Okay. The third major rumor that we got last week was... um, Now, this rumor has been around for a while, that Nintendo is going to port some games to the Switch from the Wii U that didn't get the attention they deserved because the Wii U was not as popular... As they had hoped. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that was, we know we know from the the trailer for the Switch that they're going to port Mario Kart and they're going to port Splatoon. We know that already. Uh, they're gonna. It looks like they're going to just take the existing game, add some new features and some new modes, and maybe slightly improve the graphics and re-release them. Okay, which I think is a fantastic idea. You've got these games that people really love, but are not as exposed as they could be, hey, make them get day one games for your new system. Fantastic idea. Well, anyway, since that time, there's been a rumor, and a a good one at that, that says that uh, the Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U will also get the same treatment It's going to be ported to the Switch. And I thought that was a great idea. And not just that, I personally think that it's a good idea if they, rather than making a new Smash Brothers game, um, every five years, or whatever it is, for every new system. Since they've already got a really good base with good physics, people actually like this game. They, they really like the way the, the fights work. I think rather than making a new Smash Brothers game next time, that they should just focus on DLC, just keep adding to their existing product. Because it's not like Smash Brothers gets old. Smash Brothers doesn't get old. You don't play Smash Brothers and then you get tired of it. It's always a good party game. You always enjoy playing it. So why not have the release schedule kind of reflect that by having more DLC uh, as, you know, once a year? Well, anyway, that's kind of what this rumor is saying to an extent. It's saying that when they port it, they're going to actually bring in some new content, including some new characters. Not many. The rumor says not many, but it says that they're going to bring one, two, maybe three new characters when they port it over to the Switch. Now, who could be the character? I don't know. We've tried to get Crystal in there like three times now. Uh, So I just – I said, you know, like before, I'm not getting my hopes up, but wouldn't it be great if Crystal made it? And uh, I invited everybody to to come, discuss, argue, and have your – have your uh, dreams ultimately crushed uh, when we find out that Crystal is not, in fact, uh, going to be in it? Uh, but you know, it could happen. You know, she's always been consistently asked for, and uh, Mr. Mr. Sakurai, the man who makes Smash Brothers, has been asked about Crystal before, and he said that she was considered, and ultimately they didn't put her in because of time reasons. They didn't have time to get her in uh, to Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Because she would have been a huge, she would have represented a huge amount of moves that would have to be different. Whereas if they put Wolf in, they were able to put Wolf in without making much change mechanically to uh, how Fox McLeod played and how Falco played. So that's why we got Wolf instead of Crystal, apparently. We only found that out recently with a recently translated uh, Japanese interview. So yeah, uh, could have Crystal in smash brothers who knows uh that's exciting but yeah. also you got to temper your expectations so you don't get uh depressed if it doesn't happen so i just kind of i i like to like uh see what happens and if it if it happens it happens and if it doesn't it doesn't i'm trying not to let myself get too wound up in anything mm-hmm. same same for you brian
1: yeah i'll, I'll, I'll keep, be keeping an eye out for the next. Uh, petition uh where they ask uh, which character you'd like in the next game how many shots of for crystal as well
0: you know i don't know if they're going to do a, 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 a petition this time oh you know, they haven't mentioned anything about it anyway uh um. it wouldn't surprise me if they have already decided some some things from the previous petition because remember they did the previous petition and they ultimately picked one character Bayonetta, which is not a bad choice in my opinion, but it is uh, it was unexpected to yeah. sure. Alright, so uh, um, I, as often happens when I post a lot of stuff on the Crystal Archive, I got lots of emails from people uh, with some information for me, and a guy named Mr. Brownstone from Germany uh, got a got a copy of a 2002 German game article talking about Star Fox Adventures, and he translated for us and talked about it um, about how the game magazine looked at the Star Fox Adventures favorably and noticed the similarities between Star Fox Adventures and the Zelda games, but, uh, but uh, and didn't, didn't treat that as a negative as a lot of the American media did, you know, it's like Star Fox Adventures, you're not flying in a spaceship. This isn't a Star Fox game. So he he was pleasantly surprised that the German media liked liked the adventures game. And he he tells me that the the German game the German gamers really like Crystal as a character. Uh, more so I think statistically than the American uh, game players do. Next we had, oops Next, we had we had an interview with Mr. Miyamoto. Mr. Miyamoto, after revealing uh, after revealing Nintendo's plans to do um, theme parks with Universal Studios, and going on the Jimmy Fallon show, the late night show with Jimmy Fallon, and showing off the Switch and Super Mario Run, uh, Miyamoto did a bunch of interviews with different people because he was in America. You know, they they had him set up to do interviews with people. And when being interviewed with with someone at the Apple headquarters, uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, someone at the Apple headquarters uh, was interviewing about Super Mario Run, and they asked him about the behind the scenes of how to make games and how they make games and what they were thinking about the Super Mario Run, and all this stuff. And at the end of the interview, uh, she asked uh, what character... Uh, you know, because Mario is so popular, what character did he wish was more popular that he worked on that ultimately didn't become that popular? And he said right away, he said, you know, I wish that Fox McCloud was was cooler. You know, I, I really wanted Fox McCloud to be a cool character, and he's not been accept- as accepted as I had hoped he would be, and so I need to kind of focus on him more. And that's maybe encouraging. Maybe he's, he's, he's learned something from his... Um, He's learned something from what happened with the Star Fox Zero, and he's like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try this other thing. Sorry, I, gotta, I really have to put my phone in another room when I do a podcast. That's terrible planning on my part. So anyway, um, so he's, lo- he's looking to put more energy into the Star Fox and Peekman series, long story short. Um, so, you know, what does that mean? Could we see could we see the beginnings of a beta beta footage for the next Star Fox game at E3? I think it's probably a little too early for that, but it's uh, uh in the next couple of next couple of years uh, we may see Star Fox again, in spite of the relative lack of success with Star Fox Zero. And the last thing I have is I just wanted to mention I didn't mention these in order but I just wanted to mention that, that there were several several uh, really good Star Fox-related fan films that came out on the Internet this year. Uh, we had Endgame by Mega Stakeman, Star Fox Zero versus Star Wars Battlefront, Battle for Earth by King Bob Videos, and one of my favorites, Star Fox Paint by Toasty King. Uh, Star Fox Paint actually features Crystal um, and voice acting, and it's pretty funny. And so we get we whenever I see a good Star Fox animation, I like to put it on the site too. So there you go. That's a that's 2016 in a nutshell. a very, very long nutshell that takes <laughs> that takes uh, apparently an hour and a half to talk about. Has it has it really been an hour and a half already? man?
1: Yeah, almost.
0: <laughs> so with that done um let's go back and talk about uh, individually um some of the more important stories now brian brian went to further confusion this year and i want him to tell us about the experience of going on the trip remember he's from he's from the uk and uh so he had to travel to california and uh he's got some stuff to talk about the trip uh, the parade, following Ayano around, videotaping her, photographs, hang out with FJ McLeod. Uh, we have a couple of incidents that we're not allowed to show, but uh, I think you can talk about them. Yeah. And just talk about the different out- outfits that she wore, and just any stories you have about the trip. We'd love to hear about your. Excuse me. Um, hear about your further confusion, two thousand and sixteen experience. So it's all okay. yours, Brian.
1: Uh, Thank you, Mr. K. Um, The trip, uh, getting there, there was a slight hiccup um, in that my flight at London Heathrow was a bit delayed um, for a longer layover than I had in Fort Worth, Dallas. Mm -hmm. So um, by the time I got to Dallas, I had to spend uh, the night over there. Um, Not actually that far from where Furry Fiesta is. Right uh but but yeah it was not really that big of a problem managed to catch a flight out the next morning uh the rest of the way to california and luckily i made it in time for the con uh the thursday um i didn't see Ayano there uh, on the thursday uh cars playing as crystal but i did manage to see um a few other uh, first users there, and as usual, went round uh, gathering photos and footage. Um, the footage I've got of the other first, first users is on my YouTube channel, uh, along with the parade as well. Uh, yeah, Friday. So we was, posted. We posted. So,
0: the, we posted the parade already. Um, yes. you posted your parade yeah. footage on the site.
1: Mm. Um. Yeah, Thursday. Oh, sorry, Friday. Uh, that was the first day I saw Ayanna and she was wearing her assault's uh, costume there. Um, I think at that point it was uh, newly upgraded uh, from Fairy Fiesta, 2015. It was. Uh,
0: uh, it, it features some, uh, a more shiny material,
1: right? It does, yeah, um, and also that plastic things she had on her back at uh, Ferry Fiesta, she had that uh, removed as well. Um, and she had her staff with her as well. Uh, something that happened on Friday. yeah. Um, yeah, same as Ferry Fiesta, we went round uh, the car at first. Uh, Posting fur photos and Uh, Going in the main hall, we actually did like a mini photo shoot uh, with her leaning against one of the pillars. Cool. Uh, So those—that's one set of photos. Um, Did I did I give any of them to you? Yes.
0: Uh, You you gave me some. Um, We'll talk about the the total the totality of the photos later. But yeah, uh, Mm. we posted some of your photos.
1: Yeah, just can't remember if there were any from the Friday in there, but it's okay, though. Yeah. Uh, shortly after that, um, we went outside of the Convention Center uh, through to the Hilton uh, at first, and then around uh, both the hotels and the Convention Center to a what looked like a picnic area, and um, where at one point there was a lot of pigeons around. <laughs> um, they were, they seemed to be like gathering in just one spot. And if there was one phrase I had in my head, it was, okay, I think I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like waiting for a bomb to go off. I mean, you know, it's gonna happen, but you don't know when. So um, yeah, in the meantime, the, the children that were nearby, they kept on asking questions uh, about just a few of them and talking about which games uh, Crystal was from. Uh, during that point a few more pigeons came into, into the pile and then as I knew it they all just seemed to just take off. Uh, I don't know whether anything spooked them but yeah they started to fly up and then one second after that They headed straight straight for us, uh, me and Ayano and a friend of hers who was also with us. Um, Ayano was the only one of the three of us who didn't duck. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, she was the only one who didn't get spooked by them.
0: And Uh, uh, he actually sent me a video of this, and we posted it on the site, uh, but we had to take it down. Uh, because uh, uh, the footage showed some some uh, the, the the friend the friend of Iano who was with us or with you at the time uh, yeah. wanted to stay private, so we respect their wishes and we took the video down.
1: Yeah, um, I got the email uh, from Iano about that the morning after we posted it, uh, and since he was in the majority of that clip. Uh, we couldn't show all of it, so right. uh, that's, that's going to be the same of uh, my final edited video of Friday's footage, um, in which she's not going to appear mm-hmm. in that. And I've had to edit out the the main part of that clip as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let, let's continue on with the. Let's continue on with your discussion of what happened day by day, and then and then you can talk about the the videos that you're working um, on.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, that's basically uh, what happened on Friday. Uh, Saturday was actually the first time that I saw FJ McLeod there, cosplaying as Fox. Um, actually, I didn't see him uh, during the parade, and there is a good reason for that, huh? Comes to that later as well. Uh, But yeah, shortly after the parade, uh, I did see Crystal and Fox there uh, when they came out of the ballroom. And I managed to get a few photos of them and actually two with them as well. Uh, And, you know, that was uh, all for that. That was Saturday afternoon. Uh, She also came back. Uh, to the con yeah, Saturday evening as well, in her yukata outfit. Um, it's like a kimono. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did I, did I pronounce that right?
0: Kimono.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kimono. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did I did I pronounce yukata right? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I was also joined by uh, Data Harguizov there. Uh, Uh, We had met, I think, on the Thursday as well, and we kept on occasionally uh, bumping into each other. But, yeah, he and I went round with Ayano Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing really happened there, apart from a serious wardrobe malfunction, which I'll explain in detail um, as well later on. Uh, Then comes Sunday, uh, which... Uh, in one of uh, my guest posts on uh, Crystal Archive was uh, as I called it Crystal on Fox Day. Um, in the afternoon uh, Fox joins uh, Crystal as we went around the convention. Uh, one good thing uh, which happens in the main hall is that um, another I think he was a cosplayer, but I'm not sure. But he also had the same uh, thing on his wrist, which Fox McCloud had.
0: The, uh, the the Nintendo Power Glove, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, he started playing the theme tune to Corneria uh, from the original Star Fox game on his mobile in the background, uh, which Fox McCloud started to dance to, and then Crystal joined in. <laughs> um, I managed to get... Uh, most of the footage there, I can remember. I had to change my battery about halfway through. So, uh, if anything, I only missed a couple of minutes, uh, but I got most of it. And yeah, short. Also, as I said, shortly after that, uh, Crystal did a dance for her own, uh, and I got all of that. Lovely. Um,
0: was that the end of the? Was that the end of the show?
1: It was Sunday night? Uh, Sunday night. Yeah. Um, Ayano came uh, to back to the con on Sunday night in her yellow swimsuit. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think, I can't remember seeing this in any other video of um, when she was at the convention in the past, but I think that, that was the first time that she went into one of those uh, disco dances. Um,
0: oh. Now see, yeah. I, see uh, Brian sends me... Uh, his footage and uh, and photos, and I had not seen that part yet. So I don't. You haven't sent me Sunday night yet, have you?
1: Uh, I did. Uh, I did send it, not directly. Um, oh. It is. Uh, it is one of the videos that uh, you've seen. Uh,
0: so I haven't seen it yet. So well, so so, uh, so maybe this is a good time to discuss what we're what we're talking about. So so, so Brian has recorded, you know, hours and hours of footage and also hundreds and hundreds of photos. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I are working together to try and edit them and make them nice so we can post them on the site. And uh, it's a little tricky sometimes because there are certain individuals who do not want to be seen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, as you mentioned, there's maybe a slight wardrobe malfunction that we're going to talk about that we need to edit for uh, yeah and so he's he and i have been sending information back and forth in this case he's sending me videos and pictures and i have to review them and well like i said it's hours and hours of footage so it takes a little while to go through <laughs> and uh so this is news to me i did not know that she uh she that she did the uh, the the swimsuit edition uh on mm-hmm. sunday night i didn't I didn't see that yet. So that I believe you're right. I think that is the first time that she's publicly appeared at a convention wearing that. She's done photo shoots in that before, but never a convention that I know.
1: Mm. So, so. Um, yeah, that was – I've split all of my footage into six different videos, um, one for each time I saw her. Uh, so the one where she wears her swimsuit is video number six, which is the oh. last one. Okay. Um but I haven't seen that yet, so uh right. So. And by the way,
0: uh the other thing involved is um Brian was telling me something about uh, copyright claims that's having a problem.
1: Causing yeah. Um hopefully that's all sorted, but uh yeah, when uh what I've been doing up until now is uh uploading my finished videos to YouTube uh once Iana has told me that they were okay. Uh, The one in which Ayanna wore her yellow swimsuit, uh, as she uh, visited the disco uh, there were about four songs playing in the background. Two of them were considered copyright content Uh, so I had to take them down off YouTube and then uh, edit those uh, Scenes out, so all I've done is just muted those parts, um, and it took uh, the three or four attempts to get it back up with no trouble. Wow! So, yeah.
0: And that's not really that's not really fair because you don't have any control over what they're playing, you know. But uh, exactly. But that's the way the copyright system works, apparently, with mm. uh, YouTube videos.
1: Yeah, and I so would we'll prefer not having any red flags on my accounts of course
0: so 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 i just want to point out that this is we're in december of 2016 and all these videos and photos were taken in january of 2016. mm -hmm. so it's taken almost a year and we're still not quite finished uh editing and getting approval right because we also he also likes to run them by Ayano to make sure she's okay with what we posted, uh, and that, and, that, and in in this case, it's all Brian, right? Because he's the one doing the footage this year. But last year, um, both both Brian and I both had separate videos, or maybe it was two years ago. But we had separate videos that both needed to be approved. And generally, Ayano approves with most things. It's just uh, sometimes her friends like to keep their themselves private. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and not appear on video. Yeah. Uh, there are there are still two videos that I'm working on, uh, the one from Friday and the one of, from Saturday night. Uh, at this point, I am finished with both of them. Uh, I have sent them to Ayana for approval. Only she. I haven't heard anything from her yet at this mm-hmm. point, so I'm still waiting on that. Let's talk so, about. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, yeah, hopefully, it shouldn't be too much longer uh, yeah. before they're up.
0: Yeah, and once once we do, we'll be. Uh, I'll be, of course, uh, happy to post them on the Crystal Archive. Uh, there is, there are two other things I know of about this stuff. Uh, one is uh, the Yukata thing. So why yeah. don't you tell me about? Let's talk about that because this is kind of a tricky subject.
1: Mm. Uh. About halfway through uh, Saturday night when uh, as Ayanna and I were walking around, uh, part of her ukulele came loose and uh, I could see some uh, like censored areas. Uh, so I had to use a black circle on my editor to cover those uh, parts up. Only, it, it, was, it was a little complicated uh, with the editor that I've got. Uh, it doesn't let me do much with the black circles. All I could do uh, was choose the color of it. So um, I just went with black and also resize the length and the width. So there were some areas in using that black circle, uh, which it was difficult in, uh, but I managed to uh, get it done.
0: So let's talk about what happened here. So this is a a yukata or a, a kimono is a a robe like uh, it's a it's a robe basically a Japanese mm-hmm. robe that's primarily worn in the summer. It's designed to be very light and very airy, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's cool. You know, it's it keeps you cool in the uh, the hot summer days. Mm-hmm. And uh, originally, it's it's tight and it it does like this little V thing. Yeah, she walked around. It started to come a little loose,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: nothing super, nothing super explicit, you know. But but enough to where I'm, I was concerned about posting it on the Crystal Archive. Yeah, and and unfortunately, there's no real good way to do with this. Uh, you can you can put black circles there, which is what he's doing, but uh, but uh, you know, it's not like you can go back and and fix it and make it like tight again. It's Oh yeah. The choices were either to show the black circle, or to cut those parts out entirely, which it seems would have been a significant amount of video. It would, yeah. So, uh, so that's that's the that's the unfortunate choices we have to make sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, the other incident was the staff. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Uh, yeah. I don't,
0: um, to, don't to mention any names. Just what happened
1: all right um well uh shortly after uh crystal and fox were dancing uh in the main hall we went outside uh to the balcony area um i'm not sure if it has a name but oh wait did. but i can't remember it but anyway uh we went over to the back to get some more photos of both crystal and fox uh ayana were placed her staff against uh, a plant pot that was nearby. Um, and you know, a few minutes later, uh, something happened with the plant pot because uh, once that moved, her staff also moved as well and just went straight down on the ground and then broke.
0: Did it, like, did it shatter or did it just break into a, a single piece off or something?
1: uh luckily it didn't shatter but a couple of pieces uh broke there was one of those like uh, little blue lights like on the top on the side uh that came straight off and one of the bits on the side at the top uh like on the tip of the staff uh that also came loose as well so so
0: that was the reason why Ayano had to repair her staff, and why it now has LED lights in it. It, yeah. So, it got fixed, thankfully. It
1: did, yeah. Uh,
0: there's one other bit of thing about this, and that is the photos. So, he took a ton of photos, and I so did, so did Yano, and so did Data Warehog, Data Hog, mm-hmm. Wes Hog. I think is that how you say? How's
1: that? Uh, Data Hog. Where's okay
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. So he <laughs> took a bunch of photos and he sent those to me. Now it's it's rapidly becoming where most of the images, in terms of the sheer number of images on the mm-hmm. on the entire Crystal Archive site, is now Ayano. There's so many photos of her. Uh, she is very photogenic and she goes to a lot of conventions. And so as a result, it may be become prohibitively difficult to, to post all of her photos. So what Brian and I are thinking about doing is combining combining all of our images from all the conventions and all of everything that we've ever done, uh, everything that I've been allowed to post, everything Ayano sends me, and put them in one dedicated... Uh, Photo account either Google Photos or or Flickr Photos or something like that but basically offload the image part to a image hosting website Uh, and they'll do it for us Uh, and then uh, we'll keep them in galleries right so you'll be able to say oh yes this is Ayano at Wonder Wonder Festival 2016, this is Ayano at um, Further Confusion 2015 you know whatever but But put most of the photos on there, and that's going to be a huge project. We're talking probably several thousand images. Mm. And that's just ours. There's hundreds and hundreds of images that are not our photos that other people on the internet have posted Mm. uh, that that will not be in that collection because we don't have permission uh, to post (laughs) But yeah, so that may be coming. And, And Brian, I think, has sent me most of his photos from this most recent trip. So that'll make... that'll definitely make part of the collection once we do get that online. Mm -hmm. Um, Brian, let's take this opportunity. Uh, You wanna... uh, Brian has got some videos that he... uh, some other videos that he'd like to plug about your your playthroughs.
1: Oh, yes. Um... I've, I've wanted to uh, record my gameplay uh, for quite a while, I just never had the opportunity. Uh, but then, either before Further Confusion or Furry Fiesta uh, last year, uh, then I managed to get the opportunity. Uh, learned how the capture card that I've got works, and then I said to myself, what's the, uh, what's the best game to start with? And I just looked straight away, I looked at Star Fox Adventures. Uh, So I started with that one. Uh, All of that playthrough is up on my channel to view. And I've also got about just over halfway with the Star Fox Assault. Uh, So that's still an ongoing playthrough. Um, And I will also be doing uh, a playthrough of Star Fox Zero as well. Uh Ah. yeah i'm just i'm i'm still getting to grips with that game and i haven't completed it yet so,
0: so uh, uh you you also your 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 uh your playthroughs you do one version with commentary and one without right
1: i do yeah uh when i started i knew that some people uh do enjoy uh looking at playthroughs like that with the commentary and some people like to play it without it so i thought by Uploading both versions of it, that's uh, everybody wins kind of. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, I want to mention that uh, he sent a, he sent them to me a little bit before that they were public, um, and I watched through quite a bit of the adventures playthrough. And Brian has a very deep understanding of Star Fox Adventures, uh, so. He knows exactly what to do and where, whereas, you know, I played through the game three or four times, but even I learned some new things as far as uh, what you can do and, and the timing of certain attacks and stuff like that. So if you are interested in, in just learning a lot about the game, try the commentary. He, he explains everything he's doing in detail. Yeah, so... Um, So you mentioned Star Fox Zero. Let's talk about that. So Star Fox Zero came out. Now, I was a bit unfortunate. Um, I spent so much time working on posting news for Star Fox Zero that the day it came out, I had already injured my hands. And I was only able to play a very short time of it, just the first couple of levels. And because of various family issues, I actually haven't really played the game much since then. It's to my great shame. That's one of the reasons why I didn't do this podcast more recently, is hoping to have at least beaten Star Fox Zero so I could talk about it on the next podcast. And look at me, still haven't beaten the game, and it's (laughs) been out for several months. But Brian here has played it quite a bit more than me, so I'd like, Brian, if you would, to talk about your experience with Star Fox Zero.
1: Uh, um, I, too, uh, haven't uh, beaten the game still. Uh, The... The farthest I've got in the story mode is uh, level seven, which is Sector Gamma, as it's called. Uh, I haven't got past that one. Uh, I have uh, played it on and off in the last few months. But most of all is uh, the area that I played most is uh, the training for the gyro wings, because I'm I'm still getting used to the controls on that one. But, uh, but yeah, I'm getting there. Um, And there's also... I think uh, it was... ...Level Zarnes, if that's the right way to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not sure if I should uh, give anything away. Um, I think it's been long enough. All right. Uh, The only character that I've seen other than uh, the team and General Pepper is Kat Monroe. Mm-hmm. Uh, she manages to get herself uh, trapped in one of the generators on Zonnet. uh and One of the tasks in that stage is to uh, release her from that generator. Uh, that was also uh, covered uh, in Dylan Cuthbert's video with um, him playing Star Fox Zero as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's about as far as I've got so far. I think yeah.
0: I have played that level. Cat uh, oh. is the same voice as she did back in N64 in days, and she's still a tease. Yeah. Only this time she's teasing Fox instead of Falco, so... Ah, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, look, it's a, it is a... Uh, graphically amazing game, an amazing it is. game. Um, uh, I just need to take the time to sit down and play it. Um, I think I'll have some time to uh, to do so since I'm not working. I'm recovering. I can't. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be typing, but using my thumbs is probably okay. So maybe in a couple of days I'll give it a shot again before Christmas.
1: Mm. And so I'll try and uh, free up some time to. Uh, play it more, and hopefully try and beat the game soon.
0: Okay, so um, I think we've talked about most of the other stuff we were planning to to discuss in detail uh, during the actual news segment. So let's move on to what's coming up soon. It's All been right. uh, we're we're rapidly approaching the two hour mark, and I don't want to go too long. So mm. let's talk about what's coming up next. So. Uh, as I said, I got the, the Crystal Charm. I've I shown it to the camera. I need to make a post about that, uh, receiving that. Um, let's see. Uh, just like the German reader who sent in the German article about the uh, Star Fox adventures, I actually have a Japanese translated interview from site reader Hairo. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it, Hyrule, who who has an interview with the creators of Star Fox Assault. And this is interesting because they talk about behind the scenes, like, what it was like making Star Fox Assault and the decisions they made. Uh, Most interestingly, they were looking to make the switching between vehicles, switching between land and Landmaster, or on foot and Landmaster, or switching between on foot and R-wing during the missions. Uh, they talked about it as one of the, that is one of the main gameplay mechanics that they were aiming for with the game, which I thought was very interesting because I found that to be the most annoying part of Star Fox Assault, is to have to constantly manage what vehicle I'm in rather than just, you know, going around and shooting things, which is much easier uh, by comparison. Uh, so I'll be posting that article and the, the translation provided by Hi- Hiro. Um, We have, let's see, we have, since I won't be able to type much, I can, I can still use my right hand to use, like, the arrow keys and stuff. So what I will be doing, um, hopefully, sometime this week, is going through the remainder of the Star Fox Assault audio that we ripped, you know, two years ago when I did my presentation at Furry Fiesta, and go through... Finish reviewing it, excuse me, and uh, finally post that, on the, post that on the site. So we'll finally be able to replace all the crystal audio from Assault with direct feed audio, uh, as well as all the other Star Fox characters for that matter. Um, so I can get some of that done. I started looking at emulation again. Um, as you know, I did emulation to get the HD versions of Star Fox uh adventures cutscenes and i need to do the same for starfox assault but um you know youtube's been improving their technology again just before i released the the starfox adventures videos they made available the ability to upload 1080p 60fps video well now youtube has the capacity to do 4k video at 60 frames per second and even 8K video, and I thought, what a great test uh, to to use the emulator. I'm going to use the emulator to record 8K Star Fox Adventures cutscenes and upload them to YouTube. I don't have a computer capable of watching them, but I'm but I can make them. So it it would be an interesting experience to put that up there. One of the very few 8K videos on the entire internet is going to be Star Fox Adventures, which I think will bring some some awareness to uh, crystal that she wouldn't otherwise get uh, unfortunately the emulator is actually broken right now um, you't can't, you can't break I, I tried it they just recently made it so you could record like 8k video and so I tried it and it doesn't work and I i tried and I found out why and we I post a bug to the emulator thing and they've already fixed it good for them they're 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 on the ball they fixed the fixed the emulator but it's not been released yet So as soon as that releases, I can start recording 8K Star Fox Adventures footage. Oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, um, so 1080p is full HD. That's uh, 10,000, or sorry, 1,080 lines of vertical resolution, top to bottom, and usually about 1920 pixels wide. If you were to take four of those screens and put them in a grid, That would be 4K. If you were to take four of the 4K screens and put them in a grid, that's 8K. So it's like something like 16 million pixels or something like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, But because it's an emulator and it's digital uh, 3D animation, there is no limit to how big the resolution can be. The textures won't look that great and the lines will be kind of harsh because they're low-poly models, but the video will be sharp and crisp at 8K. So that's kind of like a little experiment for fun that I'm doing. Uh, and I thought, you know, why not, you know? So let yep. Okay, now this is a big one that I've been kind of sitting on because I haven't had time to post it. Um, for m- probably more than a year now, there was a Skyrim mod for Crystal. You could actually play as Crystal in Skyrim, which is a great use of the, uh, char- the character. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't post about it because the original poster, uh, where he posted it, even though it is a it is a completely family-friendly mod, it explicitly says you you can't use this mod to do any kind of adult material, you know. So, like, I think that the clothing on 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 Crystal is baked in. the model so you it's like you can't even remove it even if you wanted to okay so it's it's a very clean mod but it was hosted on a website that is dedicated to adult mods of skyrim so obviously i couldn't link to that but i managed to get in contact with the creator of the mod and he gave me permission to post it so as soon as i get a chance to uh, test it myself i'll be posting that on the site and you'll be able to download and play the Skyrim mod. So that's good. I yep. actually I actually do play Skyrim. One of the few games that there are crystal mods for that I actually play. So I may I may I do that more often. Um let's see. The next thing is So some people were contacting me via email asking me about Little Dragon over the years. Little Dragon is the person who in combination with help from Charlie Fox, made what is probably the most popular crystal animated rig out there. Um, even more popular than Gray Firefox's uh, rig for Maya. Um, anyway, uh, Little Dragon has just disappeared. No one knows where he went. Uh, I finally got in contact with uh, Charlie Fox a couple of days ago, and he says, Yeah, I don't even have his email. He's a, he says that Little Dragon is eccentric, and he doesn't know where he is, and he may have just left the internet, um, so, you know, I don't have any more information. I had two email addresses for Little Dragon, and neither of them work anymore, so I cannot contact Little Dragon myself. But I was able to contact uh, Charlie Fox, and Charlie Fox actually gave me permission, uh, like yesterday, to post his original low-poly crystal mod, uh, model. Uh, So I'll be posting that to the site as well. As soon as I can find it in my archives of files, it's somewhere on my hard drive somewhere because I didn't technically have permission to post it, so I couldn't post it. But now I do, so i got to go find it, and then I can post it. Brian and I continue to work with Ayano. Uh, We can't reveal anything yet, but there's some upcoming stuff that's going to be exciting, uh, we hope. so. uh, And I think... I think I actually forgot to mention, but, but we did post some more recent stuff. Ayana went to uh, – she, oh, yeah. yeah, she made her final trip to, for 2016. She went to the first-ever Tokyo Comic-Con this year. She sent out the photos, and I posted them the same day. Um, so you can see all of her experiences hanging out with the DeLorean from Back to the Future and some, uh, some cybernetic rope uh, rabbits. Cybernag rabbit robot characters that that was fun. Lots of cosplayers there. Uh, uh, Ayano got some a lot of uh, a lot of popularity as a cosplayer there, hanging out with like little Darth Vader's and Spider Man characters and stuff. Is yeah.
1: fun. <laughs> um,
0: okay, so as before, uh, so I mentioned I brought I've, we've got Crystal Archive posting to the Twitter, we've got Twist Crystal Archive posting to uh gab and eventually i'd like to get it to where we can post to uh facebook and uh google plus and probably a few other places so that no matter where you get your news you'll be able to subscribe to the crystal archive and see it uh, as things happen hopefully automatically so i don't have to actually manually do it myself excuse me uh let's see what's next uh Okay. again, long-term plans that I still plan to do. We need to have a Star Fox archive. Uh, Most of the time I post Star Fox stuff on the Crystal archive, but the Crystal archive is mostly focused on Crystal. So going forward, I'd like to split that off and have just a Star Fox specific thing for Star Fox news and Star Fox uh, posts like like, uh, the music soundtracks and stuff. The stuff that would otherwise be archive-like stuff that the Crystal Archive does for Crystal just for Star Fox. So that would be where you would be able to download all of the audio and uh, and voice clips for Star Fox Adventures and Assault, whereas on the Crystal Archive, we just have the Crystal clips, just as an example. Um, and again, working on the upgrade to HTTPS and a bunch of uh, stuff re- regarding the redesign of the site. I've got the plans for it. Uh, It's just a matter of finding the time to do it. Hopefully, with this surgery done on my left arm, I've got to do the same surgery on my right arm. Assuming it works, I have to do the surgery on my right arm. And then, hopefully, my arms will be normal again, and I can type a regular amount every day. That will give me the opportunity to work on not just the Crystal Archive, but other projects I've been putting off for months or years uh, because of my limitations with my arms. Um, while, while I've got you here, I want to show you one more thing. I, I, I thought uh, two, two more things that I thought of just this morning that I thought would be good for a video podcast specifically. So I probably mentioned on a previous podcast that I uh, finally bit the bullet and purchased a 3D printer. And I struggled a lot with finding the right thing to do, uh, how to print well. Uh, And I finally had a little breakthrough. Um, I broke through by using a special material. This is a sphere that I printed. And as you can see, the the top half looks fine. The bottom half looks terrible. And this was the best I could do for a long time. This is actually better than what you could get with another type of plastic. This is a much easier plastic to work with PLA. Well, I discovered the secret, and this is my second attempt. This is the next sphere. As you can see, it's almost perfect. Although I can't remove the bottom stuff, uh, this would eventually be printed by printing uh, with a dissolvable filament. So that th- this won't even be there. So I can, in theory, print a perfect sphere, which is like the hardest thing to print. So as an illustration, there's Crystal. It looks a little weird because I attempted to sand it, but you can see the polygonal faces that I kind of tried to sand down a little bit.
1: That's amazing. And uh,
0: and you can even see into her mouth, so that worked. Um, I I had to really work really hard with uh, with some fine tools, and and this is the bottom part. So this is where that 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 stuff that held it up was, uh, and as a result, this the bottom part is kind of scratchy. And you can see that really easily with these larger ones. So here's one that I printed straight up and down. So I printed it straight up and down. This one's bigger. As you can see, the top looks fine. And I tried polishing the outside and didn't work very well. But the top is fine. The bottom, scratchy. And you can, ha- you can barely see in the mouth. So then I tried it this way. I printed this one like this. I printed it up, up and down. And so when you look at the face, much clearer. But, the back is absolutely horrible. Oh. So, um, I, I can't find it, but I've actually tried another one where I printed it in half. So, I printed, the, I printed the top half like this, and then I printed the bottom half like this. And in theory, I can glue them together. But that's yeah. just an ongoing experiment. And I, I also have some dissolvable filament, which, if it works, I'll be able to print the whole crystal statue. Without any special printing, and it will—I'll just be able to dissolve away the support material. Uh, just as a say example, this is the largest thing I ever print. Printed. This is a pick. This is a Nightmare Moon from My Little Pony without the eyeballs, and it—and it's also hollow inside, which is something I didn't normally wouldn't do. And I was attempting to see if I could use a three D printer to make a mask, and you can, but this is not going to work out very well. It turns out, and I, there's there's several problems like um, like here you can see there's actually a it, it snapped a little bit here, and it snapped it snapped over here because the the walls on this thing are incredibly thin, they're only about one or two layers thick, and as a result it's very easy to snap this, but you know something like this sphere, this sphere can it's probably take about a hundred pounds, and it won't even indent. It's just it's the shape of it plus whatever's inside of it. it is really sturdy. So I'm going to continue to experiment with uh, 3D printing. And I think one of the things I'd like to try to do first is to try and make a crystal staff head that has space for lights, just like Ayano's. But also, if you recall from the game, uh, whenever you activate the staff, it actually physically, mechanically opens. And I think I can achieve that with some gears and some clever three D printing. So I'm going to look into printing a th- a crystal staff hat. If I can finish it, I might even have it in time uh, to show y'all early next year. And the other thing I was thinking of is, you know, uh, Fox McCloud has his uh, his blaster, so that's something that would be pretty easy to print. Even if even in multiple pieces, I could print it in multiple pieces, and then. Uh, glue it together, and paint it, and it would look exactly like Fox's Blaster from the game. And I could add, like, a laser pointer to it, and it would have a laser sight. So there's all kinds of Star Fox-related stuff we can do. Um, So that's that's 3D printing. That's one thing. There's another thing I wanted to mention, and that is this. Um, This came out many years ago, but in Japan, in Japan, there were these... Star Fox models that came out for Star Fox 64 3D. And they were a set of like stuff you could get with a, in like a, for like a quarter in Japan. You put a quarter in and it would give you these little models that you can put together. And they look like this in the bag these little pieces, these R Wing pieces. And you just, you just put them together and it becomes an R Wing and a little stand to put it on. I also, have the, I also have the Landmaster, and I have the uh, Blue Marine submarine. And these were a gift. These were a gift to me from Ayano back in 2014. Uh, she gave me she gave me a gift of these, I guess, for helping with the site and posting about her. And so uh, I really appreciate that. I still haven't put them together because I was thinking, you know what? This would be a good thing to do on a video. So uh, one of the things I'd like to do is do a video thing where I I point the screen down, you know, and then i I manually put I can show like okay, here's my putting together video, putting it together, and here you can put the super glue here and and so on. Um, so I'm thinking about doing that uh, as a video in the future. Um, and lastly, lastly, the very thing first thing I mentioned here, the reason why we didn't do a podcast more recently is because I have roommates. Well, that is changing. I'm actually moving out into an apartment uh, January next year. So I, very soon, I will be on my own again. I'll be able to record podcasts whenever, possibly do live streaming more more frequently. So uh, hopefully, 2017 means a lot more crystal content for uh, through all different all different means through posting photos through social media through streaming and all that other stuff and now that i can finally use my arms again so uh so that's what i've got as far as new stuff brian is there some anything we've missed or wanted to talk about
1: uh at this point nothing i can think of
0: i mean i know we covered just a ton of stuff let's uh for our for our viewers at home let's see if they have any questions oh yeah So, I'm going to just look quickly back through things. Uh, Does anybody know of any HD texture projects for Star Fox Adventures or Assault? I do not know of any, but I have thought about, uh, I've downloaded, when I was working with the emulator, I saw the texture for Crystal, among other things. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting, excuse me, to take the textures, redo them in HD, but do them in like a uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker style? So use a, like a cell shaded Star Fox Adventures. How would that look? Um, I think I could probably do it for Crystal, and we can, I could have a, a cell shaded Crystal walking around just the regular Krizoa Palace and see what that looks like so maybe that's something that's something to, to play around with uh, soon um, what do you think are you any are you any good with art uh, Brian
1: no not really yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been thinking of um, like doing my own fan art mm-hmm. uh, myself I've just to see uh, where it could go, but I haven't had time to get around to that yet.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. People talking about Crystal needing her own game, and maybe a card game. Oh uh, yeah, card game. Um, so that's uh, so another thing I've been thinking about. Oh, uh, DataFox says he has something like 2,500 shots total. Wow. Oh. Uh, he, de- he definitely did not send all of those photos to me. Yeah. So maybe we can work with him and get the... Uh, get the... Uh, get those on the, on the uh, Tumblr. Not the Tumblr. The uh, Twitter. Uh, no, Flickr. The Flickr <laughs> site, or the Google, yeah. or Google. I can't keep track of these Web 2.0 things. Um, All right.
1: Let's see. Uh, yeah, that's no, just does, someone does... mentioned. Oh, sorry, go mm-hmm. on.
0: No, you go first.
1: All right. Uh, I uh, I recall someone mentioning uh, something about uh, a uh, cursed game. Yes. Uh, uh, just trying to find that.
0: So I remember it. I, I got it. I've got it. So so Undying Nephilim along with some other people worked with that. Uh, they they tried to they tried to work on that and, and you know Undying Nephilim, he knows his games. Like he's he's made some games. But back then that was like his first project and he, he admitted to me that you know they really didn't know what they were doing and they didn't they didn't really once they made the trailer, the initial trailer for it, that was it. Like they didn't really work on it after that, uh, basically. And so it's it's essentially a failed project, as far as that goes. So um, that game is go- oh, actually, actually there is a game with Curse though. Um, uh, Lucas JG, nineteen ninety four, the guy who's been doing the uh, the audio uh, renditions on the piano. He contacted me a while ago, and he's he's working on a story-driven game uh, that's talking about just after Crystal leaves the Star Fox team to be to become cursed. Uh, and it's it's really basic right now. It's mostly just a click-through, like click through and read the story. But he is working on it, and he sent me some demos that I can post. So that's another thing I need to post about uh, soon. But uh, but, it, but I want to reiterate, it's incredibly basic right now. There's not much to it. Uh, but he's planning to work on making you know branching paths, and how you make decisions determines what story you see. It's a very story-driven game, not like uh, an action game or a, a shooting game. Someone was asking in the chat about whether or not the Crystal Lovers still works. I think they're talking about the Crystal Lovers Association forum. I think it, it's definitely still online, or it was. But uh, but they're um, I don't know that, that anybody's really posting there, and they may be locked down. You may not be allowed to post there. Not sure. Uh, let's see. Nick Coleman, welcome, Nick Coleman. He said he had overslept, but he's happy to see the stream is still running. So there you go. You know the stream is going to be there, so you can go back and read it. Yep, there's Luca JG. Lucas JG. Oh, yes. I gotta finish that. Yep you got to finish that. So um, there's another thing. uh, So one of the other projects I wanted to work... Oh, here we go. What are some new features you would like to see in a new Star Fox game, Mr. K? I would like to see mostly a return to Arwing-based combat uh, in the vein of Star Fox 64, but not in the sense that, you know, it's just a duplicate of Star Fox 64. I want it to be... An expansion upon Star Fox sixty four. So again, continuing the story, you know, not not retelling the same story, but a new story. Uh, of which I have a few ideas that could work within Universe. Um, I also think that there needs to be ways to. I think that they need to expand the gameplay so that you can have different missions, that are either. That either allow you to play them wildly differently depending on what choices you make, think about branching paths, but much more in depth, and also allow you to play as different characters. So you can play as Fox McCloud, or you can play as Crystal, or you can play as um, Slippy, or whoever. Uh, and their ships would have their ships, and the pilots themselves would have wildly different abilities that would greatly influence how you play the game. Whereas in in Star Fox Command, you know, what what character you play as determines, you know, how frequently your laser shoots and how many bombs you have. It didn't change all that much about how the ship flew or how you you attacked your enemy. So uh, just for the sake of example, uh, let's say you're playing as Fox McCloud. Well, Fox McCloud is the leader. So as the leader of the Star Fox team, he has more leadership capabilities, and so at certain parts in the level, he would be able to command his various teammates to do different actions, such as flank him or take care of that enemy or or uh, you know provide a diversion while I fly in here. Uh, whereas if you were to play as Crystal, Crystal is a telepath, and she can kind of sense the future a little bit. So what I would do was I would have this way of allowing Crystal to see a few seconds into this future. So you would see enemies fly out from their hiding place a few seconds before, and then, uh, you know, a second later, the real ship would occur, and you could already be lining up your sight. And I even thought of a a crazy scenario where uh, Prince Tricky would have his own ship, and his ability would, he wouldn't have any lasers. Uh, you would you would fly the sh- it was a, it would be an R wing designed to ram other ships. It would physically ram other ships instead of uh, of shooting them down. So just all kinds of different gameplay ideas that could be done within the universe using the characters we already have that would represent a significant change to uh, the gameplay while still being a flight-based shooter arcade game. What do you think about all that? Do you have any ideas for a future Star Fox game, Brian?
1: Uh, I did have one idea. Okay. uh, Yeah, I mentioned it to you, uh, I think, a few days ago. Um, The only idea I have of a new Star Fox game is one that takes place uh, in a point in time after Star Fox Adventures and before Star Fox Assault. Okay. Um, I know there's not much time in between those two, mm-hmm. uh, but I think like any story that's told uh, about uh, something that we ha- which happened uh, in in between those points of time, so I think that one would be very good. Mm-hmm. And plus, Crystal would be guaranteed to be in it as well.
0: She'd be a trainee at that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So mostly, so mechanically though, it'd be similar to Star Fox Assault or, or what?
1: Uh, possibly, yeah. Um, okay. I'm still trying to think of uh, some more ideas. Um, okay.
0: So uh, let's see. Um, someone asks. Uh, let's see. Okay. So earlier you posted about turning them turning down the idea of Star Fox Warriors. If it did if it did happen, what do you think it would have been like? I know I once played a Gundam game before, and now we got the Chicken Walker. Do you think there could have been a game like that with space and ground based missions? So he's asking like, could we have had the Warriors game? But instead of being, like, physically on foot, you'd be on foot in the walker, I think is what he's asking. Uh, That that question is from Colby Hockett. I think that could work. Um, Honestly, it's a a really tricky question, how you have a Warriors game that's primarily about uh, a series of characters that are known for flying in ships. But if you do, if you go the walker route, that actually could make a lot of sense. I don't think that's what they were trying to do, but that that could make a lot of sense as far as hooking up the difference between walking around on the planet and flying around in a spaceship. So uh, so there's that. There's a, also um, this is an unrelated thing. This is unrelated to the Crystal Archive or to Star Fox for that matter. But um, one of the the hope is is that my arms get repaired and I'm able to work the amount I actually am capable of working, uh, which is something like ten hours a day, six days a week, uh, instead of like six hours a day for five days a week. Um, if I can work that amount, uh, there's a bunch of projects I want to do outside of the Crystal Archive and Star Fox. I'm already working on a game with with my roommate uh, that's gonna. I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's, it's a long time from now. Uh, but I'd like to also start on another game on my own, because uh, I have a friend who thinks it's a good idea, and he's willing to do some art for it if it, if it works out. And that is going to be a game in the style of Paper Mario. It's going to be you know, the, the same paper mechanics. It's going to be an RPG. It's going to be paper-based animation and all that other stuff. And that's cool because it doesn't take a lot of graphical know-how to make a paper Mario-type game. It, you know, it's it's just it's just a polygon, and when you turn around, it does like that. You know, it's not very complicated as far as graphic programming goes. Um, but I was thinking how paper games, a paper RPG game, can be applied to almost anything. You could have a paper Star Fox. You know, and it would it would have to be ground-based. It couldn't. You would have to have very limited uh, space battles, but I could totally see a Star Fox Adventures two being done in a paper style, and it wouldn't be that difficult in terms of making the content. So perhaps when I build this this game that's based on Paper Mario like graphics, uh, what I can do is not so much not lock it down to that particular game, and open source. The uh, the graphics part of it, from which anybody can go in and make their own characters and make their own game based on this this paper thing. And as long as you can draw a 2D image of Fox or Crystal, you can have them walking around, you know, in this game world. So that's another idea of of, of what might be done as far as a uh, as far as a game. Nice. So, uh, so I think we've been we've been doing uh, two hours and fifteen minutes now. Quite a, probably the longest podcast so far. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Data Fox says he's willing to send all the rest of the shots that he took. So that's going to be cool. Data Hog, Data Hog does. So, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna stop it here. Um, We've answered a few questions. We talked about the entire year of 2016. We talked about what's coming up for next year, and I hope you've all enjoyed it. Do um, you have any last words for us, Brian?
1: Um, I think that's, I think we're all good
0: now. Okay, I think uh, you guys need to check out uh, Brian's channel. Uh, you can find it by searching for Lylat Mobius Adventurer, and you can see those Star Fox Adventures uh playthroughs and Star Fox Assault playthroughs and eventually well you've already got the footage from 2014's uh, Furry Fiesta right? Oh, for
1: 2015 yeah
0: 2015 right mm. so 2016 is gonna be coming to that channel too and of course I'll post about it on the site once we get that ready to go uh, It shouldn't be much longer I'm gonna have some time to review the videos and hopefully Yana will uh, approve them as well mm. so uh, I guess I guess I guess we're done that's that's your plug visit the crystal archive we got more stuff coming uh not this week probably because I'm still kind of uh, down from that but I'm going to be working on some side projects that once I am able to type more clearly more uh, without pain um, we'll have a lot more stuff just like the previous week so with that I thank you all for coming this has been the crystal archive podcast episode number 38 38 Wow um, and I hope you all enjoyed uh, we'll be making this video available uh, after the stream uh, so you can watch the whole thing and I will, try, I will go back and look at the chat log and try and address any questions that we missed and thank you all for coming thanks Brian
1: good to have you no, here no problem, my pleasure alright guys,
0: that's it until next time
1: signing off